0: It's the Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app. And joining us now for the first time in a while, it's our pleasure to welcome back our good friend, Field Yates, to the show, ESPN NFL Insider. Field, what's up, man? How are you?
1: I'm doing great. We are rolling along in week one of the NFL offseason, and yet it's a reminder that the NFL never stops. As, what, four days after the Super Bowl is over, all kinds of news, draft season free agency is less than a month away it is a great time to be a football
0: fan it's so funny hearing you say it's like week one of the NFL offseason because like it is but also like if you're a local team you know if you're a local person you cover one team who's been out of it it's like week six at this point of the offseason totally but like it is kind of this weird dynamic of like you know if you're Kyle in San Francisco and you let go of Steve Wilkes which what a you know, that kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's like, well, everyone else has hired a D coordinator. And so also you feel terrible for Steve Wilkes because had he been available six weeks ago, like who knows what job he would have now. Um, but that's kind of just how this all works. Uh, the reason that we have field on though specifically is because he has released his mock draft 1.0 and field, uh, you have the same thing that, that we did our first mock draft on the podcast yesterday, mock draft 1.0 for us. And you went the same place we did LSU quarterback, Jaden Daniels for the commanders. Why? do you like this fit for Washington? And how realistic is it that Daniels has jumped Drake May in the eyes of many evaluators as you talk to people around the league that this is, this is going to happen potentially too. where I think all college football season, we thought it was going to go Caleb Williams and then Drake May. Yeah,
1: I think people need to remind themselves that a lot changes in the course of one college football season. And I also think people need to be aware of this. When the conversation surrounding the top quarterbacks, continues over the next two months it is not a two-man race the three-man race I'm just telling you that's absolutely unequivocally how the league sees these three quarterbacks this is not simply the Drake May versus Caleb Williams debate Jaden Daniels is right in the thick of it as well no player did more to help his draft stock this season than Jaden Daniels won the Heisman Trophy put an LSU team that was frankly bad on defense had a limited offensive line put him on his back or I guess on his shoulder and his legs because he had an unbelievable season as a dual threat quarterback. 3 for 40 touchdowns, ran for over 1,000 yards. The guy was lights out in big moments. He has all the clutch production you could possibly ask for out of a player at this stage of his college football career. Uh, he is no doubt in the conversation for the best or second best quarterback in all of the 2024 NFL drafts.
0: So actually I'm glad you said that that way at the end there the best or second best like how varied are as you you talk to more and more uh, of You know, NFL personnel types, uh, which obviously, you know, so well, uh, for those that don't know, field uh, has worked in an NFL front office before, even though he's been doing the media thing for a bunch of years now, maintains great contacts, has a great eye, all of these things. So as as you look at it and as you talk to other folks around the league, like how tight is this three man race and, and how varied are they not just two and three, but one through three with May Daniels and Williams?
1: Yeah, I think if you did a straw poll of 32 GMs, you'd probably get the most votes for Caleb Williams. But I think you'd get a couple votes, a handful of votes, perhaps for Jaden Daniels and maybe a couple of others for Drake May as well. Listen, when you go back and watch the 2024 season, the player that played the best out of the three is Shaden Daniels. Caleb Williams had a bit of a step back relative to the season he had in 2022. But he also had one of the greatest college football seasons ever in 2022. So a step back was borderline inevitable. Drake May had a step back as well, but Drake May in 2022, there are four major awards that a freshman is eligible for in the ACC. Only twice has a freshman won all four of those awards. Jameis Winston back in Florida State and Drake May in 2022 in North Carolina. I'm talking about Rookie of the Year, Newcomer of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, and Player of the Year. He had a monster 2022 season. Like Caleb Williams, likely to take a step back. That being said, Drake had more moments, left you feeling a little bit less inspired this season relative to Caleb Williams, which is why the conversation around Caleb still being quarterback one is still very much in play. But you're kind of you're 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 you're, you're, you're what's the I'm looking for picking nips is the word I was looking for right there as it pertains to these three quarterbacks, right? They're all tremendous. They all have a different style of play in which they operate. And I would tell you this. If you land one of those three quarterbacks, you mean the three teams in the top three, I guarantee you there's enough talent in each of them to build a successful offense around going forward. We talk about quarterbacks that fail in the NFL. Sometimes teams fail quarterbacks. These three quarterbacks are all capable of being an architect for a long, long time in the NFL. Uh, But the job for Adam Peters, assuming that this team does not make a move up or down off the board, is having to decide between QB2 and QB3 If we assume that Caleb Williams winds up going number one, it's a fascinating decision that will reverberate for a long, long time in D.C., probably a decision that will reverberate for a long time in New England, as I suspect the Patriots will take the leftover of these three quarterbacks. High stakes, but there's a lot of upside for all three of these kids. I don't think this is a situation where you can truly go wrong.
0: Field Yates, ESPN NFL Insider, with us. So, Field, I'm going to run my dream scenario by you, as someone who knows the Patriots very well. <laughs> uh, my dream scenario for Washington no. is that it's not happening. What, what do you think? I know it where you're is? going. It's not happening. What, what do you think? The it Patriots. Is? The Patriots say we need to get up to pick two. We're going to give you, you know, a boatload for. Why for are, are pick you crushing two. my dreams, Field? Why is it? Why are you so I mean, adamant well, that it's not happening? Power tissue. The league is going to do that this year.
1: We just saw the Panthers trade everything to get from nine to one.
0: The jump is not as big from three to two,
1: but the levers Adam Peters would wield, if he is talking to the Patriots at pick two, is actually fairly strong, right? Patriots would only call you if they feel like, hey, whether it's, it's on the clock, it means that there's just one remaining that they like. If it's before the draft, it's all right. Hey, we know there are two that we like. We don't like quarterback three, but that's incredibly unlikely to me uh, think about the, the the cost I mean for the Patriots it's so prohibitive for a team that's got a bad roster like they can't afford to trade two I'm sorry three plus 36 plus like a first round pick next year to move up one slot you just can't do it simply can't do it I get it it's a dream for the commanders in the same way by the way there's probably a dream for the Bears that the commanders offer everything to move up to pick number one and you probably say if the commanders did that No way, Jose, it's just not worth it. So I get it, but for the teams that are trying to move up, trying to move back just to one spot, highly, highly unlikely.
0: Yeah, I, I guess I my hope would be that obviously, like, let's say the Commanders love Daniels, the Patriots love May, and the Falcons love May, and you can get those two teams going against each other. And you basically tell New England, like, look, we're comfortable trading out, like, we're willing to lose Daniels. Um, obviously that would come with its own set of criticism, but like we're willing to to trade back here. And so you either take you either come get him or or we're gonna trade out, and that Robert Kraft gets desperate. Um, but I guess you're you're nope. saying that's don't unlikely. play on it.
1: Okay. I will. It's much, here's, what, here's what's more likely. Okay. More likely is a team moving up from further back, Atlanta, because the, as an example, right, the reason why a team like Atlanta might do something like that is they may say, hey, we're quarterback away. But if you're New England, it's completely miscalculating where your roster is at right now, understanding that free agency has not taken place. If you think that you are just Drake May, or Jaden Daniels away, you trade for the second pick, you draft that guy, and you're all square, even, Steven, no problem, right? You also will have diluted multiple premium assets in the process. I'm just, The cost is not going to be three to two, like, hey, here's three and our fourth rounder for pick number two. When it's a quarterback involved, it's going to be a massive haul the commanders would get. Meanwhile, if you're Atlanta, and you're, you know, I don't believe that they are just a, a quarterback away from being a real, true blue Super Bowl contender in the NFC. But if they have sort of different viewpoints on it, or they feel like, hey, we just hired this new coach, we want to go all in, the division's not very good, let's capitalize on this window, they may be the kind of team that says, we'll give you eight, next year's first, and something else to make it worth your while if you are the commander's. But if you're the commander, the question you have to ask yourself is that if we move all the way down to eight, are we willing to run it back with Sam Howell this year, and how does that impact how things with a quarterback beyond this season as well?
0: For sure. Uh, the other question I guess then becomes in, that comes into the equation is what do they think of Bo Nix? How high is Bo Nix's stock after the Senior Bowl where he had a pretty good week?
1: Yeah, I would say that Bo is one of those guys where there's, I think there's a beauty in the eye of the beholder for the quarterback's that are not the three that we have been talking about. Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. I'm not saying that those guys will be stacked up identically for every team around the NFL. My guess, though, is that most teams will have them viewed as the top three quarterbacks in this year's class. Bo Nicks, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy kind of form that next tier in my estimation, and I think teams could view those guys very differently depending on both how they want to play the quarterback position and what factors that each one of them has may or may not matter. In the case of Michael Penix, you're going to have to evaluate the medical history. I know people will tell you, well, he's been healthy since he got to Washington. Totally fair. I'm just telling you that I'm not a doctor and NFL team doctors in some cases are notoriously conservative. They may say, Hey, we just don't feel like this is a worthwhile investment at this point of the draft. Bonics most experienced quarterback literally ever to come out of the draft. He started more games at the FBS level than any quarterback in college football history uh, is a much different player than he was though, in the early portions of his career at Auburn. I like Bo. I think he's got you know some pretty compelling traits. The upside though is definitely a different level of upside than the three quarterbacks that we have discussed already.
0: I do think that the, quarterback that you and I have both mocked to Washington is is still the most likely scenario, though, in Jaden Daniels. How do you like that fit with Cliff Kingsbury and, by the way, the rest of the staff that they have now built in Washington, Anthony Lynn, Brian Johnson, and company?
1: Yeah, the idea of Jaden Daniels is really fun in D.C. because, while it's not as simple as just getting a quarterback. Obviously, protection was a problem this past year. Some of that was on Sam, but some of that was also on the offensive line. Uh, but they've Got two at least really good wide, wide receivers. I know Jahan Dotson took a step back this past season relative to what some of us thought he would become as a potential second year breakout. But, like, I, I would first of all, I would go find Terry McLaurin and, like, I would, I would see how he's feeling because I'm sure he would be thrilled to have a quarterback of this caliber on the roster. Jaden Daniels completely changes the geometry of how you're able to play defense. The very simple, but also difficult pickle that defensive coordinators face. You play man to man defense against a quarterback with the rushing ability of Jaden Daniels and he breaks the pocket and all your cornerbacks are manned up on wide receivers and your safeties are manned up on tight ends and running backs. Then you're probably going to give up a lot of space to a running quarterback who averaged over eight yards per carry this past season. If you play zone, he's adept enough right now to pick you apart with his arm as well. This kid's a legit thrower is Jaden Daniels. So, um, he just the minute you draft Jaden Daniels, the minute he's in your huddle. He makes life easier on your offensive line and he makes life way more difficult on the opposing defense.
0: Field Yates, ESPN NFL Insider. Catch him NFL Live and all of ESPN's vast NFL programming and uh, ESPN.com. You can check out the full mock draft 1.0. Field, thank you for your time, sir. I'll see you in Indianapolis at the Combine. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it already.